0: Your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, sometimes twice a day, an emergency pod format. I'm Zach Blackerby, former intern Jaws with me as well. Uh, we we got to talk about it. Sharif Cooper has declared for the NBA draft, and he also intends to hire an agent. So it's not like he's going to test the draft waters. It certainly appears that his time at Auburn
1: is done. Yeah, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, the fan base was kind of feeling like, you know, maybe he'll return, maybe we'll see. I was starting to lean that way just because of the time it took. Yeah, I was just starting to hope, uh, considering just what Auburn was doing in the transfer portals. Like, maybe they get a combo guard or two and they let Sharif do his thing. Uh, But it's obvious that he is is, uh, electing to go to the draft and he is not returning uh, at all. Not really sure whether or not this move benefits him, but we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, wait and see what scouts say about him and just wait and see where he gets and where he lands. Uh, Honestly, it's just about just waiting now just to see kind of like how he pans out.
0: Yeah. He's mocked around 16 or 17, depending on where you look late teens, mid to late teens. He tweeted out uh, earlier today on Friday would like to give a special thanks to my teammates as well as Bruce Pearl was a dream come true to play under you and learn from the best college coach there is. Thanks. And love you, coach. To my teammates, I love you guys unconditional love forever. Auburn fans, you wouldn't understand how much I appreciate the love and support you guys showed before I even stepped on campus. Auburn is truly a special place, and I'm proud. I could say I went to school and found a second home here. So obviously, we wish we could have gotten them for a full season. Um, We'll never know what that looks like also kind of amazing that we never saw him and Powell together because of the timing of you know everything that happened so that is um that's uh, that's amazing but yeah I'm looking at different rankings here and most people have him at 16.
1: I think that's reasonable I think that's very reasonable um if it were me personally um I probably would have put him a little bit lower but I still think he's a first round talent um that, that's just me though NBA teams need electric point guards is he that I
0: don't. I don't. I think it's going to take some time. I think he can get there, but I think it's going to take him some time.
1: I think he definitely has the potential, but he's got to be able to improve certain aspects of his game to become more of a well-rounded NBA point guard. I mean, obviously, it's something that the fan base wasn't very happy about halfway through the season. Is that well, this kid can't shoot. Right. Uh, he can't shoot at all outside. You know, just driving layups. So he's got to be able to improve that. And, and you know he was a freshman point guard. He only played like ten or fifteen games. I understand it, but at the same time, he made he would make passes that were ill advised, in my opinion. Now he was the he was the best assist man in the country. Like, there's no question about that. But he's got he's got to be able to hone. Okay, and just the overall impact. Right. I mean,
0: that's what was so amazing to me. As offen- uh, you know, offensively, Auburn was anemic before. He got there, and so he gets there, and they're, like, scoring 10 more points a game, like, and Alan Flanagan looks like a significantly better offensive player when Cooper's on the floor, and JT Thor came into his own, and all these guys got better when Cooper got on the floor, and there would be situations where Cooper could not be on the floor for long stretches of time, whether, you know, he was recovering from a hard hit or foul trouble or he was gassed. And, like, the team just wasn't as good. Like, the team was bad when he wasn't on the floor. So, overall impact, I think, is going to be a big thing that the NBA looks at. But, yeah, I mean, as far as shooting, we've seen the NBA time and time and time and time and time again draft guys early that are very athletic, that are very good basketball players, but they can't shoot.
1: Yeah, all he's got to do is develop a little chemistry with some guys. I mean, he was barely able to play this season. Imagine what he's, he'll be able to do once he gets one or two years in an NBA organization learning and playing with some guys at, at the next level. He's definitely going to improve. There's no question about it. It's just the matter of whether or not he can get some more chemistry.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we talked with Brad Rowland of Locked On Hawks. And he's a big—he's uh, very involved in the NBA draft as far as Locked On's coverage goes. And— he, he doesn't like Cooper as much as a lot of people as a prospect. And I think you're going to hear that from a lot of different people. I think you're going to hear that from a lot of different analysts. But it could be a very similar situation to what we saw with Chuma a few years ago. Where clearly the Magic liked him enough to wait on him. And they're starting to see the benefits of that now. Because it is now his team after the trade deadline. Can a team in the top 15 love what Sharif Cooper brings to the table and it's like can one out of 15 do that probably needs to be in that seven to 15 range but it's like yeah I I think they could I I, think so I I think I think somebody's gonna watch him and love him
1: I I think so and then you know we were talking about just aspects of his game he needs to improve but there is gonna be a a team I believe in the top 15 that says what he's bringing to the table right now is enough and we can fine-tune him and turn him into an NBA point guard I mean
0: he's so young and the NBA loves getting to these guys as early as they possibly can in their developmental stages. And so I, I would not be shocked if he went in the top fifteen. I also wouldn't be shocked if he fell out of the first twenty. But right. if I had to pick one of the other, he goes top fifteen or he goes outside, you know, after the 20th pick, I would say that he goes in the top fifteen.
1: I think my thought process now is like as far as him staying or leaving and potentially staying and improving is like would you rather have another year with a college staff, or would you rather have two years to develop with an NBA staff? Yeah, he needs to fix his shot. Right.
0: And the NBA is going to help you way more fixing the fundamentals of your shot than what Bruce Pearl is going to be able to offer. That's just the truth of the matter. I agree. I agree. Bruce Pearl's job is to coach and build a college basketball team and program, not to fix your shot to you know, the very, like, minuscule detail. You spend time on it, but that, that's not his primary job. So the NBA is going to have a shot doctor that comes in and, and and fixes him up. And I think in three years, he's going to be a fine shooter. That's, that's what we've seen in the past. All right, let's talk about the roster in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn.
1: The NCAA tournament is
0: almost here, and listening to Locked On College basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Zach Blackerby, former intern Jaws, Lance Dahl, uh discussing now the, uh, the roster. So when you look at Auburn's point guard situation next year, as it currently sits at the time of us recording this at a little after nine o'clock on Friday morning, Uh, Zeb Jasper's the guy.
1: Well, one of the, yeah, two of the three replacements that Auburn had at that position have already left in Jamal Johnson and Justin Powell. You're right. And so I was like, do you put the small forward, Alan Flanagan, back at, Backup point guard. I th-
0: I, I, surely they're they're avoiding that at all costs, which right? Is, which
1: I would think is not definitely not going to be the case this season. So you're going to have Zep starting at the one. Uh, from what I've read, he's more of a combo guard, but I think Auburn's going to have to put him in that position if they I, don't pick somebody else yeah, up. as
0: of right now, that's that, that's the only option. But I do believe they will pick up other guys.
1: I agree, and so they're looking at guys like Xavier Pinson from Missouri. Could we see him, uh, you know, play in that role potentially if Auburn picks him up? You know, and we've. We talked about this a lot on After the Game when you and I would cover shows on ESP and one oh six seven. It's like, right. Auburn still has a good problem. Even though guys are potentially leaving next year, it's just there's there's so much talent. It's like you can't complain about that.
0: Well, they're so good from the you know, positions from the three to the five. Right. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, and, and you may have to move some of those guys that are threes into twos, but like... You can't be putting threes at one anymore. Like you can't be having small forwards bring the ball down the floor.
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't put a small forward who can't handle the ball at the point, point guard position and say run the offense. Right. You just can't do that, and it's not. It's not going to work next year, uh, especially with a potential top five pick on your roster and right. Jabari Smith. You are going to be able to have to run efficiently,
0: unless can Trey Alexander. Can he play point yard? Just based I, I, I off of
1: tape, I don't, uh, I, I, don't I don't say no. I'm not
0: that doesn't get me excited, but him playing the two a lot play, gets me excited. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think now that this is done, Bruce can go to some of these guys that he's been talking to in the transfer portal, which sounds like he's talking to pretty much every guard that enters the transfer portal,
1: which is great. You should. Talking to a guy from DePaul just
0: yesterday, actually. Sure. So now he can say, okay, instead of saying, I think Sharif is gone, or I'm preparing this roster as if Sharif won't be here, he can now go to them and say, Hey, you've got a chance to start because you just got to beat out Zepp. Right. And you know, you got to beat out Zepp because I, I like what Zeb Jasper does. Also, great name. But as far as a sales pitch, I think you can go to some of these guys now, these top target
1: transfer players. And say, hey, you know, you really can be the missing piece here, right? You can, like, you can look at guys like Penson and say you can be the guy. All you got to do is commit. And it's like Jasper again, unless somebody else commits, he'll be the starting point guard. But he is more of that combo guard type. type. It seems like a better version of Tyrell Jones, just based off of watching him. And so I think he's definitely going to see a lot more time between the one and the two. And if Auburn gets. A, uh, a, a point guard, he's probably going to see a little bit more time of the two just simply because he's not, he's not going to see a lot of time as a backup point guard.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. What do you think this does, you know, the announcement of Cooper going pro, what does that do for Auburn basketball, the program? Let's assume he goes where he's being mocked most commonly, 16 or 17 or so. You'll be able to say you've had a top twenty pick now the last three years, which, and then Auburn will also probably have a lottery pick next year unless something terrible happens to Jabari. Where does this elevate them as a program?
1: Well, that's four potential years in a row where you've had uh, a top top twenty pick, and and I was talking to uh, somebody the other day just saying like, you know, Auburn's starting to kind of mold into. Kentucky, like what Kentucky used to be. It's like every single player on their roster is either a four- or a five-star, and it's just talent at the wazoo. Mm-hmm. And you look at them and you say, how on earth are we going to beat them? And how on earth are they? do they have so many NBA draft picks? How on earth is their recruiting class so good? Auburn's starting to mold into that type program, and I think it's just a matter of time before we see Auburn finally hit that level. Well, see, I, I think the only issue that is standing in the way of
0: that is like the NCAA just won't go away. Right. That that is that is my biggest concern as far as Auburn elevating itself to the next level as a program.
1: Well, we have we've talked about this a lot on on the line on ESPN 1067. It's like, you know, now that the that now that Auburn's kind of given themselves this ban where does the NCAA go from here? Because they haven't heard anything from them. Right. So it's just like, how long are you going to hold this over our heads to where we can't finally be comfortable, just just running the program? Sure. So I, I, I it frustrates me to no end, but there's nothing that we can do about it. We just have to we just have to wait. There's the, literally Auburn can't do anything about it. They've just got to wait it out and see what the NCAA says. But I do think it's still it's just a matter of time before the NCAA says, all right, we're done, and then Auburn can finally move on. Sure. Sure, um, do you have any more thoughts? no, I'm just actually honestly I'm really excited for this team next season. I know the loss of cooper is is, is big it's significant, but I think Albert's going to be able to kind of fill those holes and I'm really excited to see this team next year. very happy for cooper i hope uh, I hope the best for him. I hope he does fix his shot uh, at the next level, but really excited for this team still next season yeah, absolutely,
0: so I think um I am. I, I wish Cooper the best. I hope he represents Auburn well. I think he will, and I think it's going to be fun to see more Auburn guys playing at the next level. So this will uh, get us to, to three, maybe four, if you want to count Jared, if you know with what he's doing. So, um, Lance, where can people find you, buddy?
1: Uh, follow me on Twitter
0: at jaws. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at zblackerby, and uh, yeah, unless anything crazy happens, we'll recap everything over the weekend on Monday's show right here on Locked On Auburn.